It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Happy New Year, Joyce. It is, we're in January 2022. We haven't done this in so long. I'm Kristen Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. Joyce, how's it going? Um, it's It's been a, a year since I saw you. No, just two weeks, but it's, it's a new year. It feels so. like a year, though. Yeah. This has been quite a year. It's five days it's, it's old. It's been a quite a uh, uh, long two years, really. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. It feels like feels like it feels like it's been a year already. Uh, but we're here and we're, we're we're so excited. We have a busy week, Joyce. Uh, well, just to tee it up a little bit. We're going to do our if you're if you're the 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 dozens of people watching this, if you are looking for our SAG Awards uh, nominations, predictions, the SAG Award nominations are announced next week on uh, Wednesday. Uh, we'll do those tomorrow. We're going to come back and do one of these at night. It's going to be like a must-see TV, as Joyce said. So at least, so we'll be yeah, recording like my, my favorite day growing up in the 90s. I love it. I was a big Thursday single night fan myself. I don't know about you. That was a great must-see TV entry. Uh, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend's person. I know. Like, I, I wrote my college essay about friends. <laughs> great show. Um, so yeah, so we'll do that tomorrow. But today, we're, we're, we're convening here in the new year to talk about the only movie that people seemingly are still talking about is Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, it's also the only movie that's made money too. So it's made a billion, <laughs> like literally a billion dollars. Uh, it's the only movie as the Omicron, is it Omicron, Joyce? It was Omicron? I, I, call, I just say like Omni for short, you um, know, because we're pals. Yeah. So as that has just exploded around the country, uh, it is still the only movie people are seemingly going to see in theaters. So much so that there's no other movies really coming out in the next month. Everything is either. Oh yeah, away. Uh, Morbius is moved for the 26th time to April yes. Fool's Day, which is a really apt release date. It's supposed wait. to come out at the end of January. It was originally supposed to be released what like three years ago now. I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's coming. And the only real movie, I guess, Scream is coming out uh, this month. But uh, Spider-Man yes. will continue to make a ton of money. Uh, and it is now potentially a Best Picture contender, Joyce. We recorded uh, the last time we chatted. It was right before Christmas. And we were talking about like what big movies maybe could get in. I had not seen Spider-Man a- as yet. We, we finished recording like 30 minutes before you saw it. <laughs> Correct. So then I went and saw it. Absolutely loved it. A uh, great movie. We're going to spoil Spider-Man here. If you haven't seen it yet, I apologize. But uh it's a great movie. Uh, here's the spoiler. Andrew Garfield is in it. He's awesome. <laughs> Star. Love him so Peter much. Three, all the way. <laughs> Toby Choir. Love seeing him. It was just awesome. The movie rules. It's so much fun. They actually pulled it off. And then uh, we had talked about maybe that getting in as Best Picture Contender, or I was like, 
going down the Bond rabbit hole because it made a lot of short lists. That was my like rationale. But now I'm like, Bond, apologies to Mr. Bond, but I think Peter Parker <laughs> has got him beat. And then the day after we recorded, uh, the Tollywood Reporter published a massive uh, piece uh, with all the key uh, Sony and Marvel executives talking about how they really and, think- and, and Tom Holland. This should be the year, uh, yes, and Tom, that this should be the year that Spider-Man is nominated for Best Picture. Uh, it, it opened up a, a torrential reign of discourse because Tom Holland, again, for whatever reason, is talking about Martin Scorsese movies. God, I love Tom Holland, but please, everybody stop. No one cares uh, just, about this, that discourse. I just, I can't. This, you know, that that discourse is now what, uh, going into its third year it's off, off of just like a, a completely random, like, side answer to an interview he was giving about the Irishman. <laughs> like, Correct. And everything he said in that interview remains right. And I don't feel like it's a ding. And it's also totally like, whatever, who cares? And also like his daughter gave him like Christmas presents wrapped in Avengers wrapping paper. But now like, actually, I don't even care about like what Tom Holland said, because it's like fine. But the worst uh, result of that, his, his little quote two years ago, is that now everyone just asks every single director, would you ever direct a superhero movie? <laughs> yeah, my favorite uh, example of that genre, I think, was Jane Campion, uh, which oh, was yes. uh, this year, earlier this year. Just mm-hmm. loved it like so much. I love ago, the idea yeah. of I love the idea of getting time with Jane Campion. And that's and the first thing you ask her. <laughs> just in- incredible. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so Spider-Man No Way Home as a potential Best Picture nominee. Joyce, uh, I think it could happen. I'm one of the the few and the proud experts here at Gold Derby who has Spider-Man in. The others were, I just look, Kevin Poloi, Sasha Stone, and Keith Simonton, those, and me. Those We're the only four who who have Spider-Man in. I'm shocked you didn't put it in yet, Joyce, first of all. I, I just haven't updated since it didn't really. So um, well, I'll, I'll probably put it in. Yeah, because I, I would not be mad at all. I, I said that in, in our last uh, column that like I, I would support it. I, I, you know, this, the discourse um, has a lot of, uh, you know, rabid supporters on one side and a lot of uh, not anti Spider-Man, but just like anti Spider-Man best picture nominee. Right. Uh, you know, uh, vocal. Not, yeah. Like, mm. uh, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to call them haters, but like that's, they're just, it's, it's sort of like a little bit of like a gatekeeping. And I was yeah. like talking to several people about this. Cause it, it was just like very funny to me how, um, remember, uh, when the Mandalorian got nominated for best drama series at the Emmys, uh, in 2020 for season one, huge surprise, right? Like mm-hmm. no one was really predicting it, but we were all just like, Oh, that's cool. Um, but no one was mad. It was just like, that's great. This like really populist, successful, well-received IP got a best drama series nomination, you know? And then this past season, 2021, we were all predating a nomination for it. It was probably second to the crown. Who knows? Like crown swapped everything, but probably a very distant second. Um, And also last season, we all wanted WandaVision. Marvel, mm-hmm. not Star Wars, Marvel, to get nominated for a limited series. It did. It got 23 nominations. Uh, you know, everyone thought Catherine Hall was going to win. A lot of support. I got the along one. No one was mad about it. Like, those nominations were celebrated. And it's just funny to me how, like, the Emmys and, like, TV in general has been more accepting of genre stuff. And granted, the Emmys have more categories they split genres comedy and uh drama anyway so 
Yeah. So I, I feel like it's still a little bit of that, like elitism in film. It's like, it's the superior medium, you know, we're classy. Right. We don't nominate superhero movies. And it's like, it's still, it's a good movie. Like, do, do I think it's the best movie of the year? No. Is it going to win best picture? No. <laughs> it's it's incredibly enjoyable movie though. And I think we yeah. have talked about this again. We have talked about this. Like if there wasn't 10 nominees, a set 10, right, I would yeah. not have it in. Would not yeah, have if it's it. if it's five, I would not nominate it. No. And if it was five, I would nominate. Even if it was five to ten, like it has been last year, I would not even expect it to make it. But when you have ten nominees, like we said, it the chances are very high that like one of these big movies had, could easily get in. And we went back and looked, and it's like you can't tell me that Spider Man No Way Home is much worse than The Blind Side, District Nine, Up, uh, Inception, and Toy Story Three. And even Avatar, honestly, I'm not the biggest Avatar guy. It was it was a big deal, but I'm like, these that movie is like people is, were predicting Avatar to win. <laughs> I mean, like this is like not that much dissimilar from those movies. And I think if th- that was the, those movies were when it was ten nominees in the 2010 and 2011 Oscars, those were big blockbuster movies that made it in. I mean, Toy Story three is like a good movie, but like yeah, it's still the third movie. It's like the same kind of. It, it, I think it's an apples to apples comparison. And I'm like, you know what? Like so. I think Spider-Man can get in. Like we said, like, I think from a producer's guilt standpoint, it has a really strong shot, right? Which you would probably get anyway. And Uh, then it, I can't, I don't think it'll be a lone nominee in best picture. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it could very easily get in for visual effects because the visual effects are really cool. They do a lot of like subtle de-aging on like Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina, unless they possibly haven't aged at all in in 20 years. All you could possibly, that could actually be true. But I still was like, I think Listen, Willem Dafoe in his 60s, uh, you know, played uh, a 30 something in at Eternity's Gate. So true. He does look great. And yeah. I, I love I love him uh, when he's looking at that pancake box. Have you seen that meme, Joyce? And he's like in mm-hmm. the grocery store looking at pancake box. Um, and I could see getting in like a sound nomination for sure. Yeah, it was short listed and sound. So it's like it is possible that it could get like three, four nominations. Right. I don't know what the fourth one would be. I guess maybe like. I don't know. It's probably nothing. I, I think it could get those those three. I think those three are very yeah. possible. I think the visual effects one actually is most likely because it's definitely the best received Marvel movie of the year of the four Marvel movies that they all, all four are shortlisted. And all four are shortlisted and all four could get in. But I do think Spider-Man maybe has the advantage because it's like the biggest hit. And then I think the sound could get in too. I mean, like, obviously like it's like a big sound movie, right? So it's like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of sound, great sound, beautiful sound. I'm just going to keep uh, using that one. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I, I think it's going to get in. I just, I just don't think there's enough. Like we said, I think when you get down to the bottom of that best picture list, there's a lot of polarizing or, you know, smaller movies that maybe don't have a ton of support. And I think for every, you know, like, what is the 10th movie going to be? Is it like a being the Ricardos or is it like, you know, uh, don't look up, which we'll talk about later. It, it, though. I think maybe I, I mean, maybe, I think that's getting in. Like I, I, actually I never dropped that. that too. But it's like, is it a drive my car or lost daughter? Like all these like fringe, very good best picture contenders. I feel like we'll have a lot of, you know, maybe not as much support or polarizing or more polarizing one or the other. And Spider-Man is again, like, I don't know one person who is like, that stunk. Even the most cynical person has been like, yeah, that was fun. I liked it. Like, it's like very like, yeah, it's, I, I, I think I said this last time, like it was the most fun I had watching movies like in 2021. And, <laughs> and I think like it's cynic, it's like definitely like this, 
the uh, Hollywood Reporter piece with like the quotes from Kevin Feige and Tom Rothman and, and Amy Pascal who produced the movie or like it's definitely like a not a I don't know if I go so far as to call it a fluff piece, but obviously they're like they're pushing their agenda. But I was like the Tom, you know, I think there is a, if you're running down the best picture nominees and especially if you have 10 movies, which is then supposed to be like indicative of the best movies of the year. Right. Or like the most noteworthy movies of the year and like the, the platonic ideal of what a best picture lineup should be. It should tell you something about the year of movies and 2021 you really cannot write or talk about the year of movies that's talking about spider-man no way home because like you said it made so much money not that money is the only thing that matters but it made so much money and it was such a significant uh success for the industry especially as like the whole idea of a theatrical movie is like kind of exploded i don't know i think that matters and the fact is i think the reason it made so much money is actually because it's good i think if it wasn't as good i don't think maybe it would have been as big of a hit. You know what I mean? Like they really did stick the landing on it. And I, I yeah, think- I mean, to be fair, there was more anticipation for this than there was for the other three Marvel films, really. I mean, yes. you could say Black Widow, sort of, but it's like we had been waiting a, literally a decade for that movie as well. And it, that's also sort of, it's weird to say, but it's like a smaller scale movie and everyone knew what No Way Home was going to be because, you know, the world's worst kept secret, like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to be in it. Like we knew like all the, their villains were coming back. So there was more anticipation for it. True. Um, and I will say this about that spoilers, Joyce. I yeah. didn't realize how much they were going to be in it. And I was very, oh, yeah, they're in it a lot. Yeah. They're uh, in a lot. It's not like, no, I, I would fully, yeah, I'd like Andrew's running and supporting for Tammy Faye, but he should really want run and supporting for No Way Home as well. <laughs> I, I defy, I defy Andrew Garfield, an incredible year with three great performances. It's the year of Andrew, really. I would <laughs> say, uh, as much as I love Tick Tick Boom, and I think when we, I could see definitely moving him into first when we get to like closer to the, to the end of this line, I would say the best thing he did all year was when he catches uh, MJ and he's like, like uh, as she's falling. To like, like I, I knew that was going to happen because it's like they're just going to give him like the redemption. That, like, it is you know, so good. No, I knew it was going to happen, but like it was so good, and he's such a good crier. <laughs> such a good crier, and it's just this incredible moment. It was really good. Uh, here's the quote from. So here's the quote from Feige that I was like, I think this actually is applicable, even though I understand it's cynical to be like, well, it made the most money it should get in. He was like. Uh, you know, he talked about Black Panther and he's like, I think both of these types of films deserve recognition. Uh, and I hope the Academy will, quote, think about the artistry that goes into the storytelling that connects with a wide range of people on a very emotional level. It's a good thing when people are in a theater and they stand up and cheer. It's a good thing when people are wiping tears away because they're thinking back on their last 20 years of movie going and what it has meant to them. That to me is a very good thing. The sort of thing the Academy was founded back in the day to recognize. I mean, that's cynical, but I'm like, I kind of know, I don't necessarily disagree with him. I don't know. I mean, like, again, with 10 movies, I just think that it really could have a spot there. I don't think anybody, would anybody be really mad? Like you said, like, I know there are people out there who are mad, but I'm like, would anybody really be mad if Spider-Man was one of the 10? It's not going to win. We don't have to worry about Spider-Man No Way Home winning Best Picture. But I do think it really could make it in and like should probably make it in. And if it wasn't even, and because it actually is good, like I said, like, I think it was definitely one of my most enjoyable movies of the year as well. I thought like it probably would have, you know, I just really liked it. I thought it was so very watchable and like really well done. A lot of fun performances and it's just a good movie. And I don't know. I'm like, I'd rather see that in than like a lower tier one or two nominee movie that most people maybe won't even think about again a year from the Oscars. 
know I know. What I mean? like, like definitely like there would be filler nominees. I won't right. name anyone right. specifically, but if it were not no way home and you just have like, you know, one of those like Oscar Beatty type movies, just filling out like nine and 10, like no one is going to remember they were nominated next month. <laughs> right. Like I could barely, you could barely get, uh, you can barely remember what was nominated last year. Probably a lot of people. I know I can, I'm not going to ask you Joyce. I, you know, we, we know. It was I, it, I was like, I've also talked to several people about this. I feel like last, you know, for all this, the flack uh, last year got because it, you know, so many delays and COVID and everything. I feel like overall last year's slate and the, the nominees um, is stronger than this year's, even though there's more this year. And I do like several movies individually but i i feel like last year's movies were more interesting in a way I you know think, okay i agree i see i like this year's movies better but i think you're right that they're more interesting last year yeah um, and i feel like it would have been easier to fill out a hard 10 last year yes and it would for be sure. this year for sure uh yeah anything else on spider-man joyce i mean i feel like i i, I so i i have it in i like i said i'm in i i'm you'll you'll put it in i know you'll put it in you'll do it i'm, I'm gonna drop Macbeth for spider-man yeah. <laughs> yes definitely absolutely sounds like a great idea <laughs> it's it, it is it's all very shakespearean obviously well let's do this i want to i want to i don't want to derail this into best actor but i would just like we kind of talked about this a couple of times Andrew and we just did Andrew Garfield with this big success and no, tick tick boom. Does that help his tick tick boom? Like, will he will this launch him further into the best actor race? Because I think even though we've been like uh, like very much excited for him, I still think like in the popular consensus, he's probably third because people presume Will Smith is like the mainstream broad pick for King Richard, and then Benedict Cumberbatch has won like almost every major critics award, basically, like he really did kind of clean up in the critics groups. And like, so he would be like the alternate, but I'm like, is Andrew Garfield actually the mainstream guy? And like, maybe he's should even launch ahead of Will. We'll talk about this more in the next four months because the Oscars aren't for uh, three months. Sorry. They're not even uh, voting yet. So we're like three weeks away from voting, but no, like I've, I've like, I thought about this even before no way home came out just because like uh tick tick boom was just picking up momentum and everyone i know who has watched that movie loves his performance and i i think we talked about this last time like he is carrying that movie to a best picture nomination mm-hmm. like single like we were worried when it opened that he would just be a lone nominee if he were to get in but like i think it's it's getting into best picture it's gotten a lot of best picture nominations from critics groups it could get into sound musical um and it could get into editing and what about like adapted screenplay too i could see you getting yeah like if well. they really fall like head over heels yeah. in it and like you know screenplay is not that yeah. strong right. There's so not that many, yeah Stephen Levinson. <laughs> um so it like i he's not going to be a lone nominee and i do feel like he has more passion than will and benedict for all like they have their supporters obviously and yeah benedict's as expected has been dominating the critics and will has underwhelmed. Like, I don't think anyone expected will to win more critics awards than Benedict, but even Andrew has won more than will. Mm -hmm. Um, And Nicholas cage, who it's probably more of an outside shot of getting into Oscars. Uh, So I, I think 
like Andrew, like now with No Way Home and people are also kind of, uh, they have a new appreciation for his Spider-Man because he was always a good Spider-Man. He was just not in great movies. So my hot take is that uh, I, so I rewatched all the Spider-Men before I went and saw Spider-Man. Like I hope like all in like two days. (laughs) All in like two or three days we did. Uh, I will say, Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man. That was my, that was my first take even better than Tom. As much as I love Tom Holland, I think Andrew Garfield like really nailed it. I think I I love all of them. I mean, I I will always have a soft spot for Toby. Um, So Toby's really good. The other thing is I would say, and I don't think it's the movie's fault, but my impressions of the Sam Raimi movies were like much diminished on watching them in 2021 uh, compared to like, yeah, because they were just a different time when it was a different time. And it was way before, obviously before Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff and kind of like they've really perfected the the comic book form, I'd argue. And the Sam Raimi ones are really interesting, but I found a lot of it to be like extra goofy. <laughs> and like, I was just like, uh, they're not much better. I guess my point was they're not, even though I don't think the Andrew Garfield ones really work either. I was like, they're not much worse than the, the Toby ones. That's like, like, I think the Tom's movies are the best by far. Like, I, I think. Yeah, and I think, uh, it's it's funny because I like that with Tom's like they didn't do the whole origin story like they did with yeah. like Toby and Andrews even though now that we have the full trilogy this is an origin story for Spider-Man pretty funny that <laughs> the, being like you know story. the biggest criticism about the MCU Spidey is that he has too much like privilege and access because of Tony Stark right um and because he's supposed to be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and now they right. really they did that again they reset it so <sighs> Well, Joyce, we could talk about Spider-Man, but I wanted the other discourse I wanted to touch on before we, we wrap up here uh, is Don't Look Up, which uh, has now become uh, the mo- one of the most popular movies ever on Netflix. I'm going to look up. Uh, Netflix sends a, a newsletter, Joyce. Uh, uh, it's the top, the, the top 10 on Tuesday. The top 10. Yeah. So it had 152.9 million hours viewed, according to Netflix, which is whatever dubious. According thing. to Netflix, you know, just like according to Tudum. So yeah, according to Tudum, which is an editorial uh, faction of Netflix. Uh, no, it had 152.29 hours, million hours viewed. And since it was debuted on Christmas Eve, uh, it has now been watched according to them in the first 28 days. So take these numbers with a grain of salt, but like this is their metrics or whatever it is, 263 million hours viewed, which makes it the third biggest Netflix movie ever. Sure. Uh, this, I could just be, who knows? It's just, it, but, just numbers. You're just reading numbers to me. According to Netflix, <laughs> according to Netflix, it is behind only Red Notice, which is just a cinematic classic and Bird Box, another cinematic classic as the most. No, no, no one can beat Sandra Bullock, you know, Un- Unforgivable did very well as well. And so. Unforgivable is in the top 10 as well. A movie <laughs> that like barely rated for anybody and is very popular, but um, so don't look up a humongous hit according to Netflix and certainly was the dominant topic of conversation on Twitter for a week uh, between Christmas and New Year's at least. I mean, it hasn't really ended still going so, basically yeah. uh, it's, the, it's, a, it's maybe cooled off a little bit but it's still going a little bit <laughs> but basically uh adam mckay and, and who directed and, and david sirota who is a story credit and is a journalist and the adam mckay's friend and they came up they, with the they, they engaged they've definitely engaged they definitely did uh, not they did not adhere to the don't read the comments uh, uh adage so they've read the comments and they have uh commented back and it is and, and then people commented back to that and everybody kind of was like 
uh, it was not entirely unpredictable because I think when we first saw it, I was like, people are really not going to like it. We knew it was going to be polarizing. Oh yeah. Like you, you knew way before you even saw it. <laughs> and especially, and so anyways, that has, that is really, that really had spun out. And I saw a lot of people like maybe even defending the movie. And it's basically like, then there was a lot of like, Oh, elite film critics don't like it. I saw that as like a take, but then the film critics were like, we're not elite. We could barely rub two nickels together in our, our jobs. And then, uh, there was well, a whole bunch elite of doesn't mean rich. Like, that's that's not like I, I for rich. <laughs> I'm just contextualizing the choice. Um, and so anyway, that was it. So you now I had I had knocked out Don't Look Up because as much as I really liked it, it was actually wow. one of my, my favorite movies of last year. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm actually putting it back in because I think the discourse here helped it. Because I think oh, it basically- see, I, I never took it out. I always added in just because just just based on what happened with Vice. Right. I had it in. And even though like when, when the review embargo lifted a month ago now and it got savage, I was like, the industry is going to eat this up and they are. And so, they have, it seemingly yeah. that's been the big thing. It is definitely like, uh, yeah. Like don't tell me what not, don't tell me what to like. I can like what I want type thing. And I think you're going to have a lot of people like pushing back on the pushback and it's going to end up getting in. So I think it will get a best. And, and it's just like, it's, you know, like we've talked about, like it's not subtle at all no. and it's like very easy to get. Um, and yeah. it makes you, if it makes you feel like you're watching something important because you know what it's saying and like what the message is. Right. And they've, you know? and they've been very uh, vocal about the message. And also it has like a billion famous people in it. And I have, again, I think a lot of times people are like, you know, beyond just the quality of the movie or like, I like that person. I'm going to vote for a movie with them. Right. And this movie probably has the highest hit rate of like, there's going to be a lot of like, you know, people who maybe love Mark Rylance don't love Leonardo DiCaprio or, you know what I mean? There's like a bunch of, there's so many different permutations of people who could like be liked in it. I just thought that was going to help it too. So that's why I still have it in, but I, I have to wonder, do you still have Leo in? Cause I'm wondering if he, yeah, I've, I've always had Leo in, um, I'm keeping him in. Like, I, I I don't think he's like a complete lock for no. the nomination. I think like like SAG will be telling because like he can like I think SAG will like this movie and he could get into SAG um very easily. So because I mean that like, we were just assuming right now that it's between like him and Dinklage for the last spot. Right. You know, and so like, who are the four we've got? We've got Will, <laughs> uh, Benedict, Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield. Denzel, Denzel, you still have in Denzel Washington? Yeah, I have Denzel in. And I mean, it'll be funny if Denzel is snubbed at SAG and like both Leo and Dinklage get in. So we kind of, I think we're both, we're, we'll, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but I think we're both leaning towards that because of, I think the 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 uh, accessibility of Tragedy Macbeth maybe is not on, the, is not. Yeah, normal, I think, I, I feel like it's. Not, not a SAG, not in the SAG wheelhouse choice. No, but. Like Denzel is respected enough that yes. he could just like ride on his name alone. That's know? true too. So I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't look up. But then, what other nominations do you think he could get? That's what I was trying to figure out. We still think best um, screenplay, right? Uh, yeah, there? original screenplay could get it. It did not make the visual effects shortlist. Um, it could get song score for Bertel. He could be right. double nominee. And I don't. I don't think I don't have it in any of the supporting categories. I think. You know, I I kind of liked what like Mark Rylance was doing. I thought it was like weird, but I was into it. But I know it's very polarizing that performance. Uh, and I don't like like Kate and like Meryl K. Blanche and Meryl Streep. Like I, they were fine. They were fun. But 
I would I wouldn't personally nominate either of them. No, I, and, I mean either. I, yeah, I wonder... so I, I did have McKay in directing for a little bit. Um, and then I dropped him. I've also taken him out. I took him out. I could see him getting in. You could see him getting in. I guess the problem with that is I took him out because I was trying to figure out who to take out uh, in Best Director. Let me look. Mine were uh, Jane Campion, Steven Spielberg, Paul Thomas Anderson, Denny Villeneuve, and I put Kenneth Branagh in for Belfast. I I can actually see like PTA getting snubbed now. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Why? Just, I don't know. Like it's, I don't think it's like, like licorice pizza. I don't know if they're gonna fall for it as hard as they fell for Phantom Thread. I feel like they respond more to his more dramatic movies, Mm -hmm. you know? And because like, Don't Look Up did blow up so much. And, you know, McKay did make it in last time for Vice over several people that everyone was predicting. Um, I could see him doing it again, like... I, I I can see him getting into DGA first and then just right. translating that into an Oscar nomination. Yeah. I mean, why not? So let me ask you this. So with don't look up, I saw some people on, on Twitter speculating that like uh, kind of as a troll, is it, is it possible this is a dark horse winner for best picture? Then Adam. I think it's obviously, too polarizing to it win. Ultimately. Seemingly is. Yeah. And maybe the conversation of the us versus them uh, Twitter feuds does not really make it to the broader academy, let's say. They don't care. They don't like we they don't care. Before. But I was like, it could maybe it maybe it, I mean that would be like the ultimate uh hilarious conclusion. To I this. would actually love it because like so many people would get so mad and I'm <laughs> like, it's a movie, it's fine. Like whatever. It would really be funny and it would obviously, I guess the other contenders there for the top spot would be like Power of the Dog, Belfast, and West Side Story, maybe are the top three at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. So would potentially potentially give Netflix its first Oscar win, but for the movie that no one really expected to have it be its first Oscar win. But that everyone watched. 258 <laughs> billion hours or whatever hey, it was. Listen, Bette Midler hopes it goes all the way. So so like I, I could see it. I, I do think that like people are going to be like this. And it is like the the movie with the message. And then if you're like, oh, like the Oscars, the Academy likes to pick a movie that has to say something about the society. Like and like this the would current be it. times. <laughs> Then there's nothing really more current than don't look up like as much as, you know, it just says obviously says more about the current moment than like a power of the dog, let's say, or Belfast. So that could I mean, be it, it more like obviously says it very um, much so. And But yeah, I like I feel like it's, you know, because it's preferential, like it'll have its diehard supporters that will rank it first. But it's it's still gonna have people who don't like it who rank it last. Right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's that consensus. Maybe. It doesn't seem like the consensus pick. I still. That's why I still have Power of the Dog up there. But I was like, I'm actually gonna move it up. I'm gonna move it up in my my rankings. But went from not nominated to moving it up. I'm totally fickle, Joyce, as you might have guessed. Uh, just cannot... I, I need to. I should. I should probably. Move it. I don't even know where I have it. I should probably move it up. I'll add Spider Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to. I have to support my my Peters. My, my Peter it. three, <laughs> Peter three is so good. Uh, Andrew Garfield, just Andrew Garfield, delight. your your future best actor winner. <laughs> yeah, I don't have him in yet uh, at the top, but uh, I, I, it, I haven't. I, I moved him to first and SAG even before No Way Home, just because wow. of the response to his performance in Tick Tick Boom. And now Not, I'm like, because like SAG is so populist, yeah, like he can actually win there, even if he doesn't he win the Oscar. 
Uh, Joyce, one other thing before we go, and we'll check in tomorrow about SAG. I wanted to tell you, I finally have dropped Jared Leto from my supporting actor list. Wow, but you had him in first. <laughs> I had him in first, and now he's Wait, gone. so you, he went from, like, hero to zero? <laughs> he went from hero to zero. I, I booted him out. Uh, God love Jared. Who? I put Bradley Cooper back in. So my, wow. uh, well, t- today is his birthday. So uh, January 5th, ha- happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bradley. Uh, Bradley. Cody, it's also my Cody... birthday. So we have, we have two potential January 5th wow. rivals here. <laughs> so I didn't put Mike Weiss in. I, I, I have Cody Smith McPhee, wow. uh, Kieran Hins, uh, Troy Kotzer, Jamie Dornan, and Bradley Cooper are my five. And I put Cody at the top. I still think he's like a, not a lock. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, why did you put Bradley back in? I saw the movie again and I was like, and then thinking about it, he's just so good in it. It's so much fun. And even though he's only in it for like eight minutes, I was like, I don't know. For some reason, I just think that movie is going to have a little more legs than House of Gucci. House of Gucci has made like a good amount of money. Actually, it's been like the lone adult movie to make like any kind of significant box office but it came out so long ago and i'm like yeah the, cover, be- the conversation has definitely uh diminished on right and and the conversation has to continue for another three months and i was like the fact that bradley has nightmare alley also i think is going to help him because like i think well i don't know if that's going to really take off everyone does think he's really quite good in it and especially the end of nightmare alley and i think that'll help licorice pizza performance and i was like I think licorice pizza. I so you kind of threw me a curveball there because I was like, I think actually it could do really well, and I think it'll get like at least one acting nomination. And since I don't have Alana in, I feel like he's the next best bet. Alana Hyam. Uh, well, I, I still have Alana. <laughs> I still have uh, Rachel Zegler in. Uh, Joy. That's because you just talked to her. I talked to her this week. That's going to go probably <laughs> after we chat here. But uh, she's a great conversation. And I still I had her in before that though, not a total hack. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to leave her in because I really liked her performance. <laughs> so. um yeah i think like my thing with bradley so i when was the last time we talked i i think i explained this last time that i like why i put jesse plemons back in into supporting actor um talk about this that that that, everything you said makes a ton of sense that was really good uh yeah Yeah, i just i just feel like even if like licorice pizza is uh, a best picture player um like that that's ultimately his performance is ultimately a cameo (laughs) and he's not even like doing any promotion for it you know like it's like he knows it's a cameo and um i i don't know if that's the type of like coattail that would get in versus like a jesse pumman type of coattail you know and jesse seems like the one who's gonna get in but i'll i I just love bradley in it he's just so good and i was like he's very fun yeah but i like i yeah I I wouldn't say it's like a wasted spot if he were to be nominated. Um, I guess I feel like kinda, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I just I just I feel like there there are a lot of like permutations in that category that can make it really interesting, and right. I I don't know if like if, if him getting in for that is like one of like the best permutations, no matter what the other four nominees are. I, Even though I like, I really liked it and it was really fun. Um, but it's the, it's like seven minutes, like cameo, you know, I guess I was also, I guess I was trying to, and by the time we no, I'll, I won't change it right away. Obviously I'm going to probably change all these like a million times. Cause like we said, the Oscars aren't until uh, March. So <laughs> a lot of time between now and then, but I guess I was trying to think like 
similar to the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, nomination or possibility. I was like, man, you know what? Bradley Cooper's just really fun in that movie. And he's so, it's such a, he's like awesome. And like, I think people really like it. And maybe that'll be enough to get him in, you know, like that kind of thing. Like just because like, he's just so, it just is such a funny performance and he's so big in such a short amount of time. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I think people really do like him in that. So maybe that's why he gets in. It, it's specious logic, but I mean, it is what I got. So I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know if I keep Alana, I don't think I'm going to predict two acting nominations for it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. So that's fair. And Alana is probably a much safer, safer prediction than and Bradley, but uh choice anything else here before we wrap up we you're gonna so tomorrow we'll do sag which means we get to talk about succession more which is great i know are you into the book of boba fett at all no i have not watched that at all have you same we'll watch i'm, I'm just like every wednesday now i'm just like i miss hawkeye <laughs> it's a, it's only been two wednesdays but really fun uh so yeah so we'll be back tomorrow joyce put spider-man so now we have five experts then. i did i just i just added it I, I did it live on my phone we did it live <laughs> so five experts in for for spider-man no way home love it uh joyce this is fun i'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> for all things hollywood competition and award season head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at gold derby With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.